Mic check, one, two, one, hey, two. Hey, 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 What it do, what it is, what it ain't, what it's gonna oh, be. Yeah. It's the first episode. The very first. Of Jazzy and Vax. The very first. On Wax. On Wax, baby. What's up, man? What it do, Jazzy? So why did we decide to do this podcast? I forgot. I, it's it's all about the DJ. It's all about the damn DJ. You're a DJ, That's right. I'm a DJ. Right. It's, all it's all about, about the, the DJ. So I feel like this podcast is necessary due to the fact the DJ don't get enough love. Not a love. And we done seen and have saw and see every damn thing. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to this music industry. Yes. From the beginning of the artist's career. Yes. To the rocky up and down of the artist's career to the top of the top when the artist is the number one artist in the world. Absolutely. So... Why do you think it's necessary to start this podcast? I think it's extremely necessary because everything revolves around the DJ. I just said that, but okay. Everything revolves around us. So without okay. us, there's no artist. Mm. There's no there's no hip hop. Now we talking. No, I mean, if you look at the foundation of hip hop, it started with the DJ. Ooh. You know, that's some of y'all gotta Google that. Mm-hmm. You know, so y'all may think Google I'm lying. It. But the foundation started with us and we have to keep that up. We have to highlight the DJs. I think it's extremely important and that's why we have this. We're gonna inter- interview some of the most well known DJs and some DJs you may have never heard of. And but some lit ass DJs. Celebrity DJs. This shit's gonna be um lit. DJs uh, from across the world and I'm excited about this. Super excited. And it's only right that we start off with our own personal story. So how'd you start DJing? How did I start DJing? I started DJing in college, my freshman year. I was broke as hell, first generation college student. I had to figure things out. Yeah. And um, shout out to my homie DJ Crisis. He was one of the biggest DJs in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. Shout I went out to my boy Crisis. Yeah, man. I went that's to the Tennessee State University. And on campus, you know, the I was, Tennessee the, State. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. The TSU. The Tennessee State. It's only one university. Yeah. We was the first. We was the first TSU. You know, they talk about the TSU, TSU in, in Houston, but we the first TSU. Y'all, okay. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so um, I was part of the radio station, just doing just a regular promoter uh, for the station or whatever. The WTST, the Blaze, the College Radio, and um, I also was a promoter for the um, a lit ass party promoter. What's up, man? What's up with the dance? Well, I don't need audio. I just audio. like the dance. Oh, okay. I like so the dance. You didn't have too much tea, man. You had too much tea. <laughs> and so from there, you know, uh, Crisis had it set up one day in a, in, a, in a studio, and I just started to play around with it, and he was like, hey, you should be a DJ. I'm like, um, oh, straight. I don't know. He was like, come to the club with me tonight. I'll show you what's up, and just tell me how you like it. So I go to the club. I see Crisis rock the crowd, like as he always do, and I was like, wow, like you really... Yeah. You do this, yeah. like, and yeah. but the energy that I saw, how he can control the energy. He went from pe- making people slow grind to make people want to fight to make just crowd having control. the time just to crowd, crowd control. control. Yeah, you know, and it. I felt that was the first time I fell in love with just the atmosphere, seeing the crowd control. Mm-hmm. From that, um, I learned the ins and outs. Um, I went as far as to buy my first equipment. My first equipment was this. Uh, what is it? Bean ringer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. It's, yeah. It's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Be he. Ben Ringer. <laughs> now, I bought me a little bullshit-ass mixer, man, and then I just had my computer at the time. Serato had just really dropped. Now, this one, it was Scratch Live. Before it was Serato DJ and Itch and all that, yeah. it was just Scratch Live. So I bought my first Scratch Live box, so I just had the box, my mixer, and my computer. Yeah. So that's how I first learned Not how to DJ too many people, on the computer. A lot, of, a lot of people couldn't. By the way, I don't mean to cut you off. A lot of people couldn't afford that at the time. I agree. 
That was refund check for me. Yeah. That's where my re- college refund went to. I didn't buy books. Wow. I bought you Scratch bought Live. Turntable. You damn right. That's amazing. So after <laughs> after I bought the Scratch Live, I eventually worked my way up um, into a used turntable situation. I had a used a three hundred dollar Technique from Guitar Center that I caught. You know what I'm saying on the plug. I was I was ready. Then yeah. so from there, that was my first DJ equipment, and then um, and that was back in '07. And so ever since then, man, I've been, you know, I started off as a college DJ. Um, I interned at several radio stations to yeah. the point where now I do radio. I'm a radio DJ personality, and the list goes on and on of all the things that I've DJed. I'm kind of, I guess, you know, 10 plus years in, I can call myself a vet. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's only fair. I yeah. think. And then back then, it wasn't a lot of promoters. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people that were trying to be DJs. I think it's so easy to become a DJ right now, but what I think was most important important yes it's easy but you have to do your research mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen if you want to be a dj please do your research on the foundation mm-hmm. is it still a very very young culture mm-hmm. study it learn it grow from it you know what i'm saying so there it is um i started personally i started djing in college as well mm-hmm. uh, we threw all the parties it was only Basically, fly major and us it in was, Tennessee. It, so in Tennessee it was, area, it was, it was a fly good, major. It was two more, but the, yeah, the big but ones. But it wasn't, and it was probably one in Memphis. But uh, for the most part, uh, we were throwing parties in college the same, around the same time, pretty much. And I remember, hearing, I remember, of course, I remember hearing Crisis. Crisis is like a year older than me. And then, I, of course, I remember hearing your name, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, I started out as a host. Like, I started out hosting the parties, and I remember just being a fan of music. And then from there, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan, but, okay, um, this nigga who's DJing, he's trash. So I know I'm a fan, but I need to figure out how to incorporate my music knowledge into this DJ thing, right? And so once that happened, I started DJing. Um, Shout out to my brothers, DJ DJ Bill. They gave me the the key. Uh, I used to call them niggas every day to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if one didn't answer, I would call the other. And they would, you know, they'll tell you, like, this nigga is fucking calling again. But I, that's how bad I wanted to do it. That's mm-hmm. how bad. And I learned on techniques. I learned on 1200s. So um, once I started doing that and I started DJing all the party scene, I started just going crazy. I just grew from there. So now we're here right now. Now we have this podcast. And now we're about to take over the motherfucking world. <laughs> how did you come up with your name, DJ Artifacts? Um, my homie gave it to me in college. I was, um, my name is Art. Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody in college, well, my homie, um, my homie Swag, he gave, he gave me, um, he used to always just call me Artifacts. It was, I, this, this is when I was just a host and throwing parties. Mm-hmm. He used to just call me Artifacts for no reason. I'm like, I don't know what, what that means. But I remember when I was trying to think of a name, I'm like, I need something that makes sense that just... That, that that stand for who I am mm-hmm. and just just overall just makes sense and that was the name that stood out to me the most and to this day I always give him credit shout out to my boy DJ Swag uh, no nah, he's not a DJ shout out to my boy Swag he lives in uh, Knoxville mm-hmm. a good good dude yeah, yeah. how you get I, your well, name well my name kind of <laughs> 
My name kind of came a couple of ways. Uh, shout out to Jazzy T's, the old strip club of Atlanta. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but my homie Oatmeal was really... You was dancing in Jazzy Shut up, man. So my homie Oatmeal, shout out to Oatmeal uh, Oatmeal. over there at Spinrilla. Yeah, he was a DJ at one point, too, but yeah. he you know, he transitioned to do a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, Oatmeal really was put... We, he was like, man... At first it was DJ TT, because everybody... My, my name is Tara, but everybody called me uh, TT. And, but I was trying to stray away from TT because I was like, man, TT sound like the neighborhood ghetto hey, girl. You know what I'm saying? TT <laughs> just didn't. It just wasn't. TT. It wasn't it. So uh, Oatmeal was like, man, you should be jazzy T. Like, that can be like your alter ego because I've always been somewhat of a tomboy. But anytime I would go out to the club or I would get in formation with like DJing, I, would, I mean, I still have my, you know, tomboy ways where I just, and I'm not, not necessarily going to say tomboy. It's more so, you know, I like my tennis shoes, my T-shirt, yeah, my jeans, you know. Comfort. But when it's time to dress yeah. up, don't get it twisted. You coming out. Jazzy T brings Jazzy ass T out. Jazzy out. T come out. So it's almost, Jazzy T is almost like my alter ego. Yeah. Like I get to become Jazzy T in you that set. You got Beyonce, you got Sasha Fierce. Yeah, come on now. You got Tara, you and got Jazzy T. But so from Jazzy T, like I said, Oatmeal was pushing for me like, man, take Jazzy T. So from that, I was like, Jazzy T it is. I like the alter ego type thing. I love it. So I've been rocking with it since then. Jazzy T came about. There it is. Yeah, man. So what 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 when you transition from college to I guess what was your transition from being a college DJ to what DJ did you become after college? What type um, of DJ, I guess? I don't know. I I don't think it really cuz the type of DJ, I, I just DJ. Mm-hmm. So I think you put me in front of any crowd, I think I would make the adjustments. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like to, you know, some people like to be categorized categorized as, as a certain type of DJ. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be put in a box with anything that I do, with as a even as a person. Don't just, I'm just not a DJ. Mm-hmm. I can do other things. But um, my foundation is music. I'm from Memphis, so my foundation is blues and and um, so from there, you know, going growing up in hip hop, southern hip hop, you know, yeah, Ball and G and all those guys is out of Memphis. And you go to UGK and Outkast. Um, then you fast forward to college, and you have that wave. And then you go on. After college, I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Atlanta, it was just a different vibe. It was just a different, different movement. And it was kind of tough because moving out here to Atlanta, it was niggas wanted to see like. It, it's. I think with anything, it's kind of clickish. So I don't want to say just Atlanta's clickish. Mm-hmm. I think just with any city or anything else, it's just kind of you gonna find your clicks. You gonna find the people you rock with and just kind of stay in that lane. Mm-hmm. But once I develop uh, different relationships, um, niggas like, oh, this nigga right here is nice. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I uh, I ran to my boy B Mims who um, I hadn't seen in a while. We know a lot of the same people. He from Memphis. He was managing Yo Gotti and everybody in CMG. He was getting on the road with Black Youngster. I moved on the road as I got on the road with them as a road manager with Black Youngster. Started his, as his DJ. And then I would I would fill in. Uh, shout to my boy DJ Black. I fill in sometimes for Gotti. I've DJed for Moneybag Yo. So I've traveled the world mm-hmm. uh, with a few different artists. Um, and I've I've seen um, this space, this DJ space, at a super high level, mm-hmm. and I know I'm, I'm I'm super appreciative of everything and everyone, every promoter that has blessed me to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, right now, this podcast, uh, I know how 
a lot of DJs. I go in certain cities. I'm knowing who this DJ is. Uh, for instance, like kind of just to veer off, but DJ Ferris in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferris is like one day like, I'm DJ Ferris. I'm like, nigga, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just paying respect to the OGs. And for the younger cats, when you come in the club and you hooking up to they, they, they set up or, or whatever, you might want to know who this person yeah, is. If not, them. just be respectful mm-hmm. because don't come up with don't come up there with no ego. Don't come up there because you never know who you're standing next to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was a major part why I want to do this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I guess you can tell your story about how you uh, transitioned transition out of college. college and everything. Else. Man, my transition out of college was um, actually pretty tricky because my senior year, I actually got pregnant. And I'm like, at this time, I'm top DJ in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I'm banging you know what i'm saying I'm getting crazy booked i had like three um residencies a night and i'm pregnant so i'm like oh shit so but because you know i'm a petite woman you know i was like you know what i'm gonna keep getting this bag like i yeah. ain't i'm gonna stop yeah. getting the bag when i can't when i can't get the bag no more right. and i was six months ple- pregnant and one of my uh older joints older dude i used to talk to came up to the club he came up to the dj booth and he looked at me he was like you pregnant? It was a next. It was another DJ coming after me. I looked at the other DJ. I said, "Hey, bro, my time has come to an end. I'll be back when I drop this baby." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I transitioned into. I guess I, I became a how mom. Was it, how was it after like the like the coming back? Like so? Oh, it was it was a lot. Like I um, unfortunately I went through a postpartum situation because yeah. I I was freshly graduated from college uh-huh. and did not have a job. My mom like, "What you gonna do?" I'm like, "Shit, I'm a DJ." You were still so, in that. Na- well, you were. I was in Nashville. Yep, I stayed in Nashville for a couple of months, and then I actually moved. That following year, I moved to Atlanta, trying to find a job, um, doing little DJ gigs. Um, I was doing a lot of gigs at the AUC, so I was still kind of connected to college, post college, but I didn't. I came. I came back home, so it was just a little tricky. So I'm like, "Fuck, I want to be a DJ, but I also have." a bomb ass degree so I actually took a break I took like a six month break from DJ and just worked on my resume applied for hella jobs every job you could Walmart denied me wow. to, told me I was overqualified they denied Jazzy T Walmart mm-hmm. oh, fuck. fuck them but anyways <laughs> <laughs> but now so from that you know I was discouraged so I went back to just trying to do this and this DJ gig but um, I got to the point where I got frustrated with Atlanta and Nashville wanted to you know Nashville kept booking me so I was like yeah. you know what I'm gonna go back to Nashville and figure it out mm-hmm. went back to Nashville and actually got a corporate job mm-hmm. uh, working with Discovery Channel so I, I stayed with Discovery Channel for five years but during those five years I was making so much good money that it was helping me fund like DJ equipment this right. so I was still right. I never stopped being a DJ on top of me having a nine to five I yeah. also got my three residencies back I was um shout out to the weekend in Nashville when that first started um I had first, I had Fridays there yeah. me and me and crisis linked back up had it rocking every Friday weekend yeah. it was popping you nah, know I remember when it and first, when opened, it first it opened it was crazy, it was crazy. and now crazy. weekend has expanded to Memphis um hopefully it comes Atlanta soon so weekend was a very big um you know, thing for me post college. So you grew up. You grew up in Memphis. So my early years was in Memphis. So from elementary and sixth grade. Sixth grade is when I moved to Latonia, okay. um, Georgia, Georgia, or I moved to Stone Mountain. Then on the east side, we right. kind of moved around a little bit. And so I stayed in Georgia from basically all middle school and some of high school. Now I played basketball. You know, I was did my thing in basketball. Yeah. Yeah, you and, and, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> And so, but. Um, 
I went to, I have a lot of family in West Memphis, Arkansas, and in Memphis. And so uh, one of the West Memphis coaches seeing me playing just like a pickup game or whatever. And once she saw me, um, she saw me again during the AAU tournament when I played for the Georgia Metro. And she was like, yo, like, what do I got to do for you to come to West Memphis? Like, I know your family. Like, she basically recruited me to come to West Memphis. She like, you know, have you, are you thinking about college? And I'm like, nah. She was like, well, have anybody been to college in your family? I'm like, nah, I'll be the first generation. She said, well, I want to help you get to college. That's amazing. So, you know, so I was going back and forth from Memphis um, and Atlanta throughout high school whatever. So, um, but from then, like, you know, basketball didn't work out, you know, but I still wanted to go to college. So that's when I ended up at TSU. And um, from there, that's when the DJ career um, became. And radio, I never really wanted to do radio, but I wanted to do radio. I wanted to be on radio just to have a mix show. Like, I thought having a mix show was the best thing. That's why you listen to radio. Like, you want to hear the hottest DJ, play the hottest songs, play what you want. So I only wanted uh, a mix show. So shout out to Dola White. Um, A couple of years into me working with uh, Discovery and, like I said, still in the club, um, Dola White got in position where he became from the assistant program director of 101 The Beat um, to the actual program director. Mm -hmm. So he was, like, building a team. And I was the first person he hired. He was like, Jazzy. Shout out to Dola White, man. man. He was like, come on through, you know. And from there, I just had a mix show. So I was only on Friday nights. But, uh, you know, something happened with the Sunday guy. And Dola was like, hey, you want a Sunday show? Show? And I'm like, uh, sure. What you want me to talk about? Dollar White hit me with the whatever the hell you want to talk about. So I was like, oh, shit. So that's when I became a personality and it stuck. So from then, like, man, I've been rocking because ever I since. Want, a lot of people think, it, like, if you're a personality, they think you're a DJ. Nah. Nah. A lot of personalities, just because you're on the radio doesn't mean that you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. So you put these turntables in front of a, a lot of personalities. They're going to look at you they crazy. They know what to do. But if you put these turntables in front of Jazzy T. <laughs> Come on now. If you put these turntables. Talk to I'm me. talking about. I've seen you in action. Hey, so you put the, it. And, and to see a woman handle some 1200s, you know, as another DJ is like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, you killing it. You killing it. How did you learn how to scratch? It. I I. From my home, from from mm-hmm. open open bill, like they yeah. just taught me just really the basics, and I just I studied from there. Mm-hmm. Like I just I really. So YouTube nobody before. taught me how to scratch. Crisis taught me how to blend, but nobody taught me how to scratch. So yeah. you know who taught me how to scratch? YouTube DJ Cuber. And shout out, yep, Cuber taught me OG. how to scratch. OG. OG. So if for for the upcoming DJs look out there, look up DJ Cuber. Look up DJ Cuber. And shout out to DJ, DJ Spins because DJ Spins actually shout when I was interning with DJ Scream, um, they were doing it was when uh, Hood Rich Radio first started with Sirius XM and I was their intern. So you was and Scream, the, you was interning for Scream mm-hmm. and Spins. Well, Scream was uh, Spins was on the show with Scream, so I was interning okay. for Hood Rich and Scream, mm-hmm. but Spins was a part of um, Scream show. Okay. So uh, Spins, you know, and I was. If y'all don't know these DJs, please look them up. These are the OGs. These are the people that laid the and, foundation. And, and DJ Spins also a heavy producer in the yes. game. So look, yes. look these people up. But um, shout out to Spins, man. He was like, "Yo, you trying to scratch?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to learn how to scratch." He like DJ Cuber. So when I first seen him, I'm like, "Man, who's this Asian dude?" Like, man, I the Crazy. first couple of crab scratches, I said, "Oh." I'm studying him, so that's that's yeah, he's different. So different, so different. But I'm I'm excited about this podcast. Me too. As they listen more and more, they're gonna get to know us more and more. 
Um, Jazzy T, my dog. I'm glad we linked up and we did this. For sure. We need this for the culture. We need this for the younger DJs. We need this for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is something that I'm excited and and I'm and it's rare that I I don't really like to be on camera. I don't really like to do these things. But if something moves me in a certain way, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be a part of it. And if it makes sense, I'm here for it. And so. just how we shared our stories, you know, I'm I'm glad to share um everybody else's story that yeah. we'll have on the show which is dope like I'm, I'm excited yeah, I'm so, so excited yeah. once y'all hear all the OG's and the young OG's that's coming up um I, I promise you, you gonna you gonna really. Should love we drop it. some names? Not yet. No, nah, we can't. Nah, 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 nah. We can't give them names. I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. Too. Okay, okay. Uh, you know. They ain't gonna give them names. There it is. But the next episode. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. You know what? It's time to get out of here, man. I'm gonna stop playing with you, man. Yeah, it is. All right, man. This intro. This intro. This intro. Next one. Y'all listen to the next. This has been the. How I want to say this? How I want to end this? I don't want to just be like just man. Listen to the motherfucking next episode. Listen to the motherfucking next episode of Jazzy Effects on Wax. You dig?